0: Good morning and welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Today the Lord has given me a topic to speak about and that is related to the sufferings of Christ and and of Christians and the reward, the inheritance that we get. And the idea and the truth is that we inherit everything that Christ has already inherited. So for example, uh, when Jesus is writing a letter to the church, he talks about various rewards for those who overcome. For example, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, he says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. To him that overcomes, I will give to eat the tree of life, which is in the middle of the paradise of God. Now, that's really interesting because the last time I read about the tree in the middle of the paradise of God, it was forbidden. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 24, God placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword Flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. You see, God said, if Adam and Eve eat of the tree of life, then they are going to live forever. And He could not allow that because they had sinned. But now we are told in Revelation chapter 2 that we're going to get to eat from that tree of life. In fact, we, we really have, because Jesus is that tree of life. He is the eternal life. And he said, if you know me, that is eternal life. We will not be... Anyway, I won't go into that. So the other thing is, for example, Revelation chapter 2 again, verse 26, Jesus says, "...he who overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, I will give him the power over the nations." Now, Psalm number two, God says, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. So, Jesus here is including us. That's the best way I can explain it. He is including us in himself, He's including us in what He has received. So it's not like a a religious church service where the priest gets to stand up the front, the priest gets to wear the nice clothes and we all sit down on the seats and we wear our normal clothes and the priest gets to go behind the curtain to get the... No, Jesus says, come up here. He says, come up here to where I am. He says even that you will sit on my throne. And this is absolutely incredible. And what I'm saying to you is take away and delete the religious perspective you have. Look at the Bible. Look at Jesus as a son. He is a son. He knew how to be a son, a good son. He knew how to please his father. He knew his father perfectly you know we have all sorts of distorted images of our father because of rejection and disappointment and every dad on earth is imperfect but jesus had a perfect father he had a good father and he he knew his good father and he showed us what the father looks like when we meet jesus we meet the father and think about jesus as a good son Jesus showed us what the Father was like by doing what the Father was doing, saying what the Father was saying, and he came to bring many sons to glory. We, we can't miss this stuff, but we have missed it because of our religious mindsets. Jesus came to bring many sons to glory. So what's glory? That's fullness what's its what's fullness is Christ so let's go into this message today Romans chapter 8 verse 17 Jesus well Paul says now we are children and if we're children we are heirs heirs of God heirs of God so God is is what we're what we're receiving and co-heirs with Christ if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. So two things here. Number one is that we are children of God and heirs. So in the same way that you will inherit whatever your parents leave you when they die, you and I, as Christians, we will inherit God and we will inherit Everything that Christ inherited. That's why Jesus Christ has included us in the book of Revelation, in all of these other places. He's included us in everything. So we receive his life. We receive eternal life. We receive his name. We receive the righteousness that Jesus has. Right standing with God we receive We receive power, we we receive authority. The Bible says that we will judge the angels. I mean, who can judge the angels but God? We can. Because we are included in God and with God. We will judge the world, Paul says. He said, do you not know that you will judge the world? In fact, (laughs) Jesus says you have the authority to forgive sins. Hello? I mean, what mockery does that sound like? But it's not a mockery, it's the truth. God, who can forgive sins but God? But we can forgive sins. Just think about that for a while. So this is the kingdom. This is what we've been born into. We have been born again into a family where we look like God. It goes back to Genesis where God made man in his exact image. The devil would have freaked out when he saw Adam because he would have seen God. I bet he wouldn't have even known the difference. You know, until God turned up and started walking around. But Adam and Eve were made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. They were an exact copy of God, and Jesus was the perfect exact express image, exact copy of God, and now we are part of him. We are in him. We are of his body. When we eat his body, when we drink his blood, we become one with him. Let me just talk briefly about the sufferings of Christ. So Colossians 1.24, now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. So our suffering and our glory are connected. He is saying here that he wants to increase his suffering so that he can increase what is lacking. This is paralleled in Romans 8.17 where Paul again says, If we are children, then we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him. So again, there's this parallel, and it's not like a trick or a formula. It's not a system where you can whip yourself and and therefore get blessed. There's no satanic manipulation here. No, no, this is a description of what it is in reality to be a son. You know, Jesus Christ suffered. One Peter said, Chapter 4, verse 1 Therefore, Christ suffered in his body. Arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done away with sin. And again, in those, you know, revelation scriptures, Jesus often says again and again, uh, you know, persevere, remain. He who stands to the end will be saved. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. So what it is, is it's not suffering for suffering's sake. It's suffering because you don't belong in this world. You don't belong in an evil system. Imagine if the Father God was the prison guard, you know, the you know, the warden of of a prison. And one day his son was invited into the prison and and the father forgot about him and left him overnight in the prison. (laughs) What Do you think the prison guards, the prisoners are going to look after him? Well, some will, but the others are going to take their chance at, at having a go. And that's exactly what it's like here on earth. We don't belong here. We are strangers and foreigners and pilgrims. The word, the word of God says the world was not worthy of them. And that is speaking of you and I. The world is not worthy of us. We are children of God. This world is under the power of the evil one. It's under the sway of the devil. Everything we do is opposite. We want life when the whole satanic, the whole world is after death. I mean, you everything's trying to kill you. You know, the cosmic rays are trying to kill you. The sh- the cornflakes and the sugar in the food is trying to kill you. The pharmaceutical companies are trying to kill you. The doctors are trying to kill you. I mean, this world is fallen. We were never meant to die. We, were, we would have lived forever. And before the fall, there was no solar radiation. There was no, you know, the world physically the the creation the bible says is groaning with birth pains the cre- creation itself is suffering it's broken we were never meant to suffer from you know ozone layer depletion the world the earth was perfect and it sustained life indefinitely and the physical creation itself has been subject to futility what it means is there's it's broken. It's broken. The world, the earth, the moon, the stars, God is holding them together in place by his word, but they were never meant to be this way. You know, I believe that things would have been different, perhaps perhaps there was more ozone, you know, in in our air, perhaps there was less gravity, who knows? Perhaps the black holes weren't there. Who knows what happened, but something began to unravel. Because we saw that even after the fall of man, even after sin entered, Adam and Eve lived for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. You know, I think Methuselah lived 900 years. So something began to change. And certainly if you look at the Bible and the lineage and people's ages, from the moment of the flood, people stopped living a long time from the moment of the flood it began to really really decrease to the point where where people were barely living 40 or 50 years you know a couple of 100 years ago um and now medical breakthroughs have changed that but but i wonder what happened before the flood i wonder you know the the water was under the earth it hadn't rained there could be a whole bunch of of things even Who knows, maybe bacteria, diseases, maybe things were trapped under the ground that came out with the water, but we don't need to worry about those things. What we need to remember is that this world is evil. Revelation 2.10, do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you in prison so that you will be tested and you will have tribulation for 10 days, but be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Again, we are suffering, but we're getting the crown of life. I mean, the crown of life is part of the messianic promises. The crown of life is something God promised to to, to Jesus. Okay, so I just want to thank you so much for listening, Father God. I just want to thank you for these people who are listening that you're actually drip feeding them the kingdom of God. They're beginning to see things the way you see them. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of reality. You're the spirit of truth. So what that means is you're revealing truth to us, God. You're revealing the true, true reality of the kingdom of God. It's not what we thought. It's not it's not the religion that we were taught in church and that we picked up. We repent of the yeast of the Pharisees, which you warned us to beware of, the yeast of Herod, which you warned us to beware of. That's the political spirit, the political way of thinking. God, we see Christ, and as we look to him, we purify ourselves. We look to Christ, who is the image of God, and we become like him. Father, may we embrace the sufferings, not because of our own stupidity, as Peter talks about, but suffering because we are God's children, we are God's sons on the earth, and we let our light shine in the darkness. We're not responsible for people necessarily for their response, but we are responsible to be salt and to be light. Help us to be salt and light in this evil and perverse generation. And, Lord, we look forward to receiving our reward. Thank you. You're a good father. You're a faithful father. Help us to become more like Jesus Christ. Build us up in your image. May we be perfect. God, build us up so we're made perfect in love, perfect in unity by the Spirit of God. Help us to put to death, the deeds of our body and live in Jesus' name. Ho oh, ho, okay. Well done, everyone. Thank you for listening. I've been Jonathan. You've been listening to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Please go back, listen to previous episodes. It will really help you. Bye for now.